Welcome to Restoration Road Online. We hope you enjoy this week's message. But our courage begins with our love for Jesus Christ. And what we'll see, we're going to continue our sermon series today on the gospel according to David. We're going through the stories in the life of David and drawing things from it in Christ. And David today, in the most famous story there is, he has the courage to face a giant that no one else would step forward to face. He was a teenager. We know from last week's sermon, he was handsome, but when it came to appearance, he wasn't the tallest, he wasn't this and that, but God looked at his heart and he saw a king. And David steps out with such courage, and he slays this giant, this nine-foot-nine giant with 91-pound armor and a spear like a weaver's beam. He slays him to the glory of God because he says, who defy the living God, my God, who loves me? And so I want us to see in this story that this wasn't the first time David was courageous because oftentimes we think David just had a moment of adrenaline. And he said, okay, I'm about to face a giant. No, God had been building David up his whole life to face this giant. He had faced lions and bears, and he'd been courageous, consistently courageous over his whole life, preparing for this moment to champion the purposes of God. Amen? And today, I want you to realize wherever you are in your life, some of you might be afraid. Some of you might feel cowardly. Some of you might feel intimidated by the state that the world is in right now with pandemics and social unrest. I want you to find courage in the gospel of Jesus Christ today, in his strength, in his glory, in his power. So if you could turn with me to 1 Samuel 17, if you have your Bibles. If not, you can just look up on the TV. That's 1 Samuel 17, verses... 41 through 46. I can't read the whole chapter, the whole story of David and Goliath, because it's literally 58 verses. I would read it, we would stop and sing the last song and say goodbye if I read the whole story. So I'm going to try to bring you to the heart of it. But really, let these, when we sit under the Word of God, hear the public reading of Scripture, let's let it really impact and move and transform our souls today. And it says, And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield-bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come near to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you with the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give you the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves, not with the sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give it into our hand. 
That's the word of God. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, let the story resonate with us, especially that last statement, that the battle is yours. The battle is yours. We're but instruments. In appearance and reality, we cannot slay giants. In appearance and reality, we cannot overcome fear. In appearance and reality, we will stay cowards if it's not for the courage and the power given by your spirit. <clears throat> so I pray that you make us courageous people today, Father, who are willing to champion your cause. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to focus on three things today. To have a courage that lasts and overcomes... It has to be fueled by the glory of God. To have a courage that lasts and overcomes, it has to be rooted in the strength of God. And I want to give you hope today. Courage can be found. Some of us have struggled a whole life with being cowardly in important situations. And not having the courage to have the character rooted in Christ to make the decisions towards holiness, obedience, and grace. And I want to encourage you today that the Holy Spirit, through the power of the gospel, can make you courageous. He did that with Peter, right? He was a coward when the rooster crowed three times. But when he realized he had rejected the one he loved the most, Christ, the church was built on him. He became a rock. Imagine going from a coward to getting a nickname, The Rock. We do have a nickname, The Rock, The Titan Games. But let's begin here. Courage that lasts and overcome. <clears throat> is fueled by the glory of God. David was willing to die for the fame and name of Jesus. Willing to die. What are you willing to die for? Now, we don't run into that a lot, right? In everyday Western civilization, in Wakefield, Reading, Peabody, Linton, you know, whatever. We oftentimes aren't faced with decisions where we'd have to choose between life and death. But David is willing to die for the fame, the name, and the glory of Jesus Christ. And this is what he says. He shows up to this battle, and I'm going to give you some context in those 58 verses. His father sends him with cheese and bread to bring it to his warrior brothers. So David's not even part of the soldiers. He's not, he's not even part of the army. Jesse says, David, go bring your brothers cheese and bread so they have strength for the fight. When David shows up, there's a champion of the enemies, the Philistines. And this champion is defying the God of Israel. And David gets so fired up because of what Goliath is saying, he looks at all the men around him and says, Who is this Philistine who defies the living God? Do you see what happens with David right there? He's fueled by the glory of God. Oftentimes... We are too comfortable with people defaming the name of Jesus. We're too comfortable with people defaming the glory of God. It's too casual to us. The name of Jesus spoke casually or, or in jest. Or attacks on the gospel. And we do not have the same fire that we had when we first came to Christ. The same fire that said, do not speak of my Savior like that. Do not speak of such a holy name in such a callous way. Do not speak of the one who died for me. Said it in a hateful way. 
But David says, who is this? And I'm paraphrasing here. And why is no one taking action? Maybe it was 40 days. I don't know how much it was. But for days and days, this giant is calling them out. And no one steps forth. But you know why David stepped forth? Because the glory of God meant more to him than any other thing in his life. He said, who is this to defy the armies of the living God, the armies of angels? This is the living God. See, David didn't see God as some just religious system or some form to be followed that maybe made him feel better about his life. Of course, God made him feel better about his life. But David saw God as alive. God is present. God is near. God is for him. God is with him. God around him. He was a living God. And when he walked out to face Goliath because of the glory of God, in his mind, there was no way he was going down. You ever feel so good in a game, whether it's basketball, you're just hitting every J. It's just one of those days. Or you're in the zone, whatever your favorite sport is, or whether you play a, a, a musical instrument, and you're just like, I'm in the zone. There's no way I'm going to miss a note. There's no way I'm going to miss a shot. David, it wasn't even on his mind that this giant could take him out. He said, I just got anointed to be king. Last week we talked about that. God has anointed me. and The spirit of God has rushed on me. He said, this giant is going to, he gets nasty. He says, I'm taking off your head today. He said, you come to me. With your weaponry, David says, today God's going to give you into my hand. That's where courage comes from. The courage that lasts and overcomes. So what does it mean by the glory of God, to fight for the glory of God? What do we mean by that? In David, in this scripture today, the glory of God he was defending were people that were challenging the people of God challenging the power of God, and challenging the fame and the name of his God. And I think oftentimes, and I want to say this with um, love today, guys, and I want you to really examine your heart on this. Because I think many times what aggravates us and gets us fired up has less to do with the glory of God and a lot more to do with our personal preferences. And I, want, I don't want to say personal things today because you know how that goes. You know, there'll be two people here next week, me and my wife. But to really ask your heart, ask the Holy Spirit to really reveal to you the things that really rile you up, are they personal preferences or are they because the glory of God has been challenged? And the Lord will teach you those things. He's a close and living God. And to really ask yourself those things. So on this final first point, I just want to say this final last set, sentence. Is your courage fueled by the glory of God? And if it's not, today by God's grace, it can be reignited. It can be reignited. One of my prayers today is that the fire gets back in our soul today to be courageous for the things of God. Amen? So secondly, courage that lasts and overcomes is rooted in God's strength. 
So Tim Keller in one of his messages talks about the juxtaposition, I've never used that word before, but it works here, of Goliath and David's strength. So with Goliath's strength, it's all the human strength. Like you are strong. The battle is yours. You will overcome. David's strength all was, the battle is the Lord's. God will give this giant into my hand. I will champion the glory of God today. See, human strength teaches us if we have all the technology, that we'll be strong. If everything's going our way, then we're strong. But God always uses weak instruments to show off his glory. That's why an amazing scripture in the Bible, it says, God calls the foolish and the weak to show off his glory. Two of us are trying to be too strong in human strength and too intelligent in human intelligence rather than becoming weaker that we may be strong. Amen? This is huge. And you see the way they defy each other. What does Goliath say? He says, you're coming at me with a slingshot and a sticks. Look at you. See, that's what the enemy always says. Look at you. What difference can you make? And David says, look at you. All your faith is in that spear. All your faith is in that armor. He said, know what I'm going to show you? A tough lesson today. True strength is not found in the spear or the sword or the shield or the armor. True strength is found in the power of the living God. And we need to know this for our life. Because oftentimes we face our own struggles with our own strength and we find ourselves defeated. Do you believe that the battle belongs to the Lord and your own personal battles in your life? Do you believe that the battle belongs to the Lord in your own personal battles? Are you trying to fight them in your own strength? The key is, if you fight them in the strength of God, you will overcome. But if you think you're strong enough, you will be defeated over and over again. We have to have the courage to face our metaphorical giants, and we each have our own. So I want to just talk to you a little about an application point here. Courage that lasts and overcomes can, be, overcomes can be found. And I'll just share with you guys. When I was a teenager, in my late teenage years, so for those you don't know, I, am, I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in prophecy. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I think it's scriptural. And so through some prophetic words and this and that, I felt called to preach. People in the church, I felt, oh, my goodness, i got to preach. And then I began to have an anxiety attack. Because the last thing I wanted to do was get up and talk in front of people. Most people would rather die than speak in front of people. Who wants to get called up here right now and just preach? <laughs> I literally remember the first time they asked me <clears throat> to do a testimony in front of the whole church. My eyelid, you ever get that twitchy eye? And my leg, I was like, yeah. I like couldn't even function. And I, got, I felt like my feet were three feet off the ground. When I sat down, I didn't even know what just happened. I was so stressed. But all of a sudden, God had called me to preach. But I was terrified of it. And I share this story because you each have your own giftings within the body of Christ to use. Pastors are not of greater value, just different callings. You are 
anointed and called, just like David, to use your gifts to the glory of God as one body, one unit, to advance the kingdom of God. And what you might need to face to grab hold of what God has on you, it might terrify you. I threw up for 15 straight years. This is real life. For 15 years of preaching, every time I preached, I'd throw up before. Natalie just got used to it. I was like, okay, preaching today. It wasn't until a few years ago that I stopped throwing up because my fear of man. Because of my feeling of inadequacy. Because of my, my feeling of, you guys know. The feeling of how can someone like us proclaim the glory of this beautiful God? Who are we? But we must face the lions and the bears to be able to face the giants. What I didn't read in the story in chapter 17 was when David got called into Saul. And Saul was like, basically, look at you, man. What are you talking about? He said, Goliath is a man of war from his youth. How do you think you can take him out? This is what David said to him. He said, when I shepherded my father's flocks, the lions and the bear came for our sheep. He said, I killed every one of them. He said, one time there's a sheep in the mouth of the lion. David was a bad man. He grabbed the lion by the mane to release the sheep and kill the lion. His courage had been consistent so that when that giant was there, he said, just another one going down for the glory of God. Do you understand me? We must face the lions and the bears in our life, the metaphorical ones. See, oftentimes people will say, so of course, I believe that the whole Bible leads us to Jesus, and I believe every message should culminate with the glory of Jesus. Jesus was the greater David. But I also believe that God wants us to see ourselves in these stories so that we can grow in courage. That we can slay our own giants and take out the lions and the bears in our own life. And I want to ask you today, what lions and bears is God calling you to face? What lions and bears is God calling you to face? Do you need to say no to someone in your life who is taking you down the wrong road? And if you say that no, it will help you bring glory to God in your life? Do you finally need to be honest with another Christian about the sin you're struggling with? Maybe it's a drinking problem. Are you struggling with drinking at home? And some of you, the Holy Spirit's revealing to you that a few extra drinks each night is grieving him, and that's not what he wants for your life. And I'm not saying alcohol with moderation. Of course, that's okay. Jesus turned 180 gallons of water into wine. But some of you might be using the alcohol to be courageous when we need the Spirit of God to be courageous. Maybe you have a smoking problem. And when I say that, maybe you just always have to be high to deal with life. And then we hear what the scriptures say, kind of in this line, don't be, be filled with this, don't be filled with being drunk or being high, but be filled with the spirit of God. Because that causes you to enjoy life more than anything. Maybe you have a porn problem. And it's time to confess your sin, to overcome 
that giant in your life. Maybe you have a gambling problem. I heard about someone who had a gambling problem yesterday. And it totally took control of their life. They just couldn't stop gambling. See, the, these are all things we run to to try to satisfy, and they will never satisfy. Only Christ will. And what Christ is calling us to today is face that lion, face that bear in his strength, and you'll be ready to face the giant. Amen? Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you in those things. And the last thing I want to say on that is to some people here, do you need to confront some trauma in your life that happened in your life and, and finally forgive someone who has sinned against you greatly? Is there a tra trauma that's like a lion and a bear in your life and you need to forgive? That's what God wants to do in you today. And that gives you the courage and the lap that lasts and overcomes. And we'll close here. We don't close any message without giving glory to the greatest champion that ever will be Jesus Christ. Amen. Our Savior, our King. There's no one courageous like him. There's no one who faced greater giants. There's no one who great, faced greater obstacles. Yet he did not face it with human strength. He brought no weapons, no spears, no armor, no swords. He brought his body to be laid down for you and me that we might have life and have it abundantly and eternally. He conquered the greatest giants. Sin, we know we can't overcome our own sin. Only Christ, the champion, can overcome sin and live a perfect life. How about death? None of us can champion over death. Only Christ rose from the grave to champion and defeat death. The courage and finally, he defeated the great foe, Satan. And these giants fell because he lived for the glory of God the Father. And everyone always talks about the story when Jesus made a whip and he threw everything around right in the temple because they made it a den of thieves. That because just like David, he was fueled by the glory of God. So Restoration Road to have courage that lasts and overcomes. Be fueled by the glory of God. Have all your strength rooted in God. And know that God can turn us from cowards into the courageous. Amen? Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your goodness. I thank you that you give us hope that we can actually become courageous, that we can actually live for your glory that you can take us from cowardly places to courageous places that we are strong in you Father for some of those questions that we ask today help us answer those questions by the power of your Holy Spirit places that you want to change our heart and grow our heart to enjoy you to put a fire back in our hearts for your glory help us to depend on you Thank you for hearing our prayer. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Sunday's sermon at Restoration Road. We hope it blessed you and invite you to join us for next service at 10 a.m. on Sunday. God bless.